The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is October 25th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. I am super excited because today I have a very special guest joining me, the daily fantasy sports expert, my DFS co-host, my main man, David Minkoff. How are you doing today, David? I am doing well, man. I am so excited to be on with you. I don't know about the whole expert thing, but I am excited to, to talk with you. And it's been a few minutes since we co-hosted our own little thing um, okay. over on, on Hoop Ball with DFS today. So I'm excited to, to join you and, and, and talk and talk, you know, rookies and, and Sixers and all that fun stuff. That's right. I've been trying to get you on the show forever. And, you know, you had this minor thing like getting married to do. So, you know, I've been waiting. <laughs> I appreciate you holding out on me. You know, it's tough. You know, when you go through that marriage, it's it's always a transition. So I appreciate your uh, your longevity and playing a long game with me. Right, right. Hey, the wife comes first. So I understand. <laughs> yep, um, yep. <laughs> Tell everyone what you're doing for hoop ball this year. And, you know, you, you said you mentioned earlier off the show, you might be taking a smaller role this year, but tell everyone where they can find you some of your work. Oh, absolutely. You can find me on DMank uh, on Twitter. Uh, and I do a DFS today. I co-host a podcast for hoop ball uh, where we talk about DFS lineups, DFS builds uh, two nights a week. So you can catch me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, throughout the week, actually Wednesdays and Fridays. Apologies. See, I, I'm I'm new to the season. I, I can't even get my my days straight yet. So, so uh, absolutely. So, pleasure. All good. And I will say, definitely follow David. Um, great content. Great uh, podcaster. I mean, David's the man. That's why I have him on here today. So, uh, let's get straight to it. Like it's nothing to it. Now, if you don't know David, he is a huge Philadelphia 76ers fan. So we have to start off with the turmoil in Philly and the Ben Simmons situation. Should I go over what's happened so far? Or you j- just give you the floor. <laughs> Honestly, feel free to, to set the stage for for the listeners, and and okay. I, I can jump in with with my feelings. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know, somehow if you don't know <laughs> what we're talking about, uh, Ben Simmons and the Sixers have been at odds. Uh, since the playoffs last year where Ben was kind of scared to shoot the ball. We'll just say it like that. (laughs) And, um, you know, some criticism from his team and his coach. And since then, Ben has demanded a trade. Uh, The team is not giving him away unless they get a star slash superstar. So right now they're at a standstill and Ben Simmons has been acting pretty childish in training camp because he had been getting fined because he wasn't going. So here we are today. And the drama still ongoing. How do you feel about everything that's going on? Honestly, uh, it's tough to say. And coming on this on this pod, it's it's <laughs> tough to admit this to the listeners out there. But <laughs> I, I am a I'm a day one Ben Simmons supporter and fan. So with all this drama going around and everything that's happened with my Sixers, this has been a very very tough time. And, and it's 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 tough right now to be a Sixers fan to say the least. 
It is. It is. It has to be. So I feel oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think, you know, it seems like uh, Joel was getting very frustrated with everything that Ben was doing as he was uh, stepping up his level of pettiness every day <laughs> until, you know, he got kicked out of practice. But since then, I've heard Joel and some of the teammates say he's still our brother. We're going to welcome him back. You think this situation will be able to smooth out or do you think a trade is still going to have to happen? So it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because right now it feels like there's definitely some, some part of me that thinks that they're going to work things out and they're going to be happily ever after. Unfortunately, I think that the fact that the team is all voicing their opinion for him, supporting him, is more for them just to make sure that they don't end on bad terms for when he gets traded. Because mm. realistically, there's not a, a lot of resolution here with this team especially for Ben Simmons after what he's done and what he's shown to the team so far with his just lack of, of interest in being there and, and some being a part of the team. It's tough. I, I think the fact is after the playoffs, this could have been resolved, but after every, everything that went down in that Atlanta series in the playoffs, Ben Simmons and the Sixers are not destined to be together, unfortunately. And I, I'm, that's my strong opinion, just given how everything's played out. I don't know if you agree or not. Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, the fans, uh, for the most part, um, seem to all be on the bandwagon of hating Ben Simmons at this point. You know, they're chanting all type of things about him. So, like, once the city of Philadelphia turns on you, it's going to be really hard to fix that situation. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I just don't know. And he's already said, I don't know if this is an excuse or real or not, but if you say I'm not mentally – uh, strong enough to handle things right now you're not really long for Philadelphia wouldn't you agree oh absolutely you know I, I mean going back to the times of Allen Iverson you have to have very tough skin to yeah. play in Philadelphia to be a to be a professional athlete to be a superstar athlete in Philadelphia you need to be able to handle that and right now Ben Simmons is not proving that he's capable of that right right so overall you know if somehow you do not trade him, what do you think the outlook for the team is just going with, you know, Tyrese Maxey has been playing very well for you guys, but do you think you have a chance without Ben Simmons and no replacement? Uh, it's, it, honestly, it's going to be tough. In the Eastern Conference, the way, the way the Eastern Conference is built out, in, in my opinion, without Ben Simmons and without getting a serviceable replacement for him, I don't think they have much of a ceiling. At best, maybe Eastern Conference finals at best. But there's no chance without Ben Simmons they're going to make it out of the East. Despite right. some of the East issues that we've seen so far thus far in the season, I just, I just don't foresee that happening. So they need to find a trade partner, a willing trade partner, or figure out a way to mold Ben Simmons into the player that I truly believe he can be. Totally agree. Now, if you do trade Ben Simmons – what would you like to get in return for him? I know Daryl Morey wants, you know, Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal and LeBron James and everything. But realistically, what would you like to get in return for him? Yeah, I have to say, realistically, there's not many great options out there because <laughs> there's no chance. I, I love Daryl Morey. I think he's, you know, he's definitely a guy that, that you can get behind because of his confidence, but absolutely no chance. Lillard is going to be traded for Ben Simmons. I think 
Right. If they can get someone like CJ McCollum and mm-hmm. maybe get, you know, a draft pick or two uh, along with CJ, I, I would take that at this point in time, given how this has played out on the national scale. Uh, I just think that that's the best opportunity. That way they can kind of brush themselves off and move on and could carry on and have a player like CJ who can come in and really shine and, and work together with Joel and B. I think that would be nice. It seems like you guys have had that offer and have turned it down, uh, but you may have to come back to it. And, you know, I think the Warriors probably could offer you a nice package. And it's a small chance if the Wizards lose a lot of games, you might could get Bradley Beal. Would you be cool with that? Oh my God, that would be that would be probably option A at this point. If right, we can get right. Bradley, if they can get Bradley Beal, uh, that's going to be a huge game changer. Having him as the number three player, I think the sky's the limit for the Sixers. If that happens. Yeah, that that would be the ultimate goal right there. So I think Darren Moore might be holding off for that. Um, so this season, it seems like Joel um, Embiid already. You know, I drafted him on my fantasy league <laughs> in the redraft league. <laughs> He's already having knee soreness. How worried are you about that? Or is it just a typical year for Joel? It's just a typical questionable tag for every <laughs> contest with Joel Embiid. I mean, right. he's got soreness like every other big man that has it. It's just, I think, more pronounced with Joel Embiid because it's more apparent and, and they just, you know, talk about it more often. I don't think it's a big issue until it becomes an issue, basically. I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. And hopefully, you know, Eventually, that questionable tag is, is removed from his name forever. We all are longing for that day. Um, and any any thoughts on Tobias Harris? Is he uh, long for the team? You think you eventually need to upgrade his position or he's OK where he is? Uh, just given the player that Tobias Harris is, I think he fits really well mm-hmm. in that lineup. I think Tobias Harris is a great compliment to Drew Embiid and, and a third a primary scorer, ball handler. I think he works that position really well. Um, he's solid. He's, he's consistent. Uh, he's efficient from the field, something that's very much lacking in today's modern-day NBA. So I pretty much think that, that he's a great – is he overpaid? Perhaps. But is he a great position or player? Yes. Right. And, and we have spoken about um, Tyrese Maxey. We briefly mentioned him. Uh, have you been impressed with him? I think he's been playing pretty well, uh, probably better than expected so far. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this season. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited with Tyrese Maxey. As we talked about even last year when he was a rookie, I watched him in Kentucky, and he was, he was already showing flashes. He had that, that gritty mentality, that absolute fighter mentality, can, can absolutely step up to the moment, can play, can handle any pressure situation. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a long time coming. He finally has an opportunity with Ben Simmons out of the lineup, and he's just showing what, what, what we all expected. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I remember one time in preseason or, you know, just training camp, uh, it was talks about Doc Rivers was just going hard at him, kind of bashing him, and then you see how he's performing now. I think this is the perfect type of player Doc Rivers is looking for, someone he can coach hard and he doesn't have to worry about being a diva or demanding a trade. I mean, unfortunately, that's he can't do that with Ben Simmons. So I'm sure he is loving Tyrese Maxey because he can coach him up, you know, old school like they used to do back in the day. Absolutely. It's it's, it's beautiful to watch, too. Right, right. Uh, so now, you know, this is the all-rookie podcast. So we have to mention you guys have a couple of rookies. You drafted one in the first round, Jaden Springer. And you have 
two second round picks. You drafted Philip Petrusev, who's playing overseas, who I really like, and Charles Bassey. Neither of the three rookies have gotten many minutes thus far, but are you excited about them? Or is this seems like the Sixers are just looking at long term and not even and they're not even the plans for this year? I, you know, it's funny you mention that because this year it feels like this rookie class that they drafted is definitely built for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just built that way. I mean, these guys are, you know, they definitely have a lot of promise. I think that they will eventually earn some some minutes in the rotation, uh, maybe later second half of the season. Um, you mentioned, of course, Jaden Springer was was their top pick. Another guy that I think once they uh, honestly, when, when the whole Ben Simmons um, trade potentially goes down, are there going to be additional pieces included? Is it going to be Furkan Korkmaz? Is, is, is there going to get rid of Matisse Thibault? I don't know if they will, but all those moves could potentially open up minutes for these rookies. But without that happening, I, I can see this being a two, three-year project with, with, with this rookie class for the Sixers. I totally agree. I feel the exact same way. And uh, I do love Charles Bassey as well. I thought I had him mocked as a first-round pick. So to get him at the end of the second round, that's great value. Love Philip Petrusev. I think he could have played uh, over here this year, but he's playing overseas. So I think you're stacking up your future really brightly. And, you know, it's just a matter of the present because you guys are a win-now team. So um, I can't wait to see what happens with the Ben Simmons situation. There are more mentioned it could last four more years. If you had to predict, how long do you think this drama will play out? This will be resolved by the All-Star break, one okay. way or another. I, I, I will point that out right now on the air. I love it. Okay, we got that on record. I'm looking forward to that. And that's a great call, actually. I, I'm, I can see that happening. So, um, <laughs> okay, I should say this. Uh, will Ben Simmons' situation be resolved before Kyrie Irving's situation? <laughs> Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> as, 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 I, as I live and breathe in New York City right now, uh, I have to say that the Kyrie Irving situation, the way it's been going and all his supporters, it might actually outlast the Ben Simmons situation. So I'm going to say past the All-Star break. I know. I thought it was going to end soon. And then today with all the supporters out there, um, like protesting with Kyrie, that's just Oh, boy. <laughs> this year, I tell you. <laughs> uh, what can you say? But uh, uh, other than that, have any other rookies thus far impressed you? Any of them you want to give a shout out to? I mean, there's a couple that I've really been impressed with. Uh, it starts with none other than Scotty, uh, Scotty, Mr. Scotty from Scotty Barnes in Toronto. I've been trying to come up with a nickname that's better than Scotty Too Hottie, and I, I can't do it. So I'm just going to call Scotty Barnes and call it a day. So I, I've been very impressed with him. He's been getting nothing but starter minutes. And, you know, he's had one game where he looked a little shaky. But other than that, he's been rock solid uh, in that wing position. But also being able to handle the ball, getting rebounds. I mean, he is he is set up for success for the long term, I think, in Toronto. So I'm excited about him. And then. Chris Duarte, talk about a perfect situation with Karis LaVert out. I mean, he's putting up just ridiculous numbers. Uh, and, and doesn't look like a rookie at all. Just early early part of the season, at least the few, first couple of games. He looks very poised, um, something that you don't really see with a lot of rookies. So those are the two that, I'm, that are really the big standouts for me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Evan Mobley has looked great as well. And it seems like pretty much everyone else is kind of 
you know, coming into their own, but those three are definitely standing out. Uh, you mentioned uh, before the pod a little bit about Josh Giddy. Do you think he'll have a good season this year or just put up good numbers on a bad team? I mean, I, th- I think he's going to put up good, good numbers in a bad team. I drafted him in almost every spot I could in, in pre, pre-draft uh, rankings. So I have, I have faith in Josh Giddy. I'm just worried that, you know, he might be able – he might be a little over his head playing on the Thunder this year. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a quick in and out with my main man, David Minkoff. Give him your uh, Twitter, social media one more time before we get out of here. Absolutely. You can find me at dmank33 uh, on, on Twitter. Um, and I can be, I'm available for any questions, anything you have, Sixers related or any, anytime, anything, anybody that wants to vet about DFS or Sixers or anything related to that. And I really appreciate uh, you having me on, Will. Oh, no doubt. Definitely, definitely. And definitely hit him up. David is the best. And if you want to spell that, spell your um, Twitter handle so they'll, Get the right David. <laughs> Absolutely. It's D Mank M E N K 33. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for all for listening. If you like the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, review, comment. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.